0: So hey there, guys. Welcome back to Accelerated Real Estate Investor with Josh Cantwell. So excited to join you today. I have a special treat for you. Today, I am interviewing James Kandasami. James is the principal, along with his wife, uh, the principal in his company called Achieve Investment Group. Uh, He is also the director of acquisition, where he focuses most of his time on finding deals and raising money. He's got over seven years of experience in real estate with more than five plus years just in multifamily acquisitions and asset management. His expertise in finding value in multifamily opportunities is really his sweet spot. He's underwritten, identified, and oversaw the acquisition of 10 syndications and 10 large multifamily assets. Currently owns 2,000 units of apartments and a $160 million portfolio that averages an over 20% internal rate of return. In this interview, you're going to hear, number one, why James believes that there's a tremendous amount of distressed multifamily assets coming in the next six months to three years. Number two, James explains what he feels is the threat of using a bridge loan To buy a property, especially with increasing interest rates, talks about the importance of a debt service coverage ratio to make sure that you can still cash flow your deal. Number four, James and I discuss the importance of interest rate versus the cap rate pinch. And we discuss what we call the debt trap for multifamily investments. Uh, We also discuss his business of being vertically integrated, which is very much in lockstep with what I do and my company being vertically integrated. And finally, we talked to James about why you need to change your network. This is an incredible interview with a new good friend of mine, James Sammy from Achieve Investment Group. I hope you love this interview on Accelerated Real Estate Investor. Here we go.
1: Welcome to the Accelerated Investor Podcast with Josh Cantwell. If you're looking to retire early with forever passive income, you're in the right place. This podcast is the go-to destination for real estate investors, both active and passive, and multifamily apartment investors, both new, intermediate, and advanced. Now, sit back, listen, learn, and accelerate your business, your life, and your investing with the Accelerated Investor Podcast.
0: So James, listen, so excited to have you on, Accelerated Real Estate Investor. Thanks so much for joining me today.
2: Absolutely. Happy to be here, Josh. Uh, Happy to add value.
0: I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm sure our audience is going to love this. James, you've got 2,000 units, $160 million in assets. That's fantastic. But I'm always curious when I I meet a new guest, uh, a new friend on the podcast, what's something that you're up to right now? Like this week, next week that you're really excited about? Maybe it's something in the market. Maybe it's a new acquisition. Uh, What's something that you're really passionate for?
2: Uh, New acquisitions right now. So we are looking at a few deals right now, seriously, to go under contract soon. Um, So we're very excited about these deals because uh, we didn't do deals for past six months because, you know, uh, we have been uh, underwriting and finding the right one. Mm -hmm. And so looking at those deals, tell
0: me a little bit more about that. what, What do you think will change uh some of the things that you're writing offers on has it been i'm sure it's not for a lack of trying right you're underwriting deals making offers mm-hmm. on certain things is a competition and then you there's a couple of hopefully
2: acquisitions that you might get under contract just uh i think we're a relationship with brokers right so i've been always uh you know in the beginning i focused a lot on off-market deals and i do have brokers talking to me but now i'm a lot more broker relationship centric, uh, you know, uh, we still look at, look at uh, off market deals as well, but you know, we, we just, uh, you know, we want to focus a lot on the broker relationship and also looking at other markets as well, other than Austin and San Antonio right now. Got it. Yeah. Fantastic. So
0: why, why the switch? I'm just to kind of peel back the onion a little bit. Why the switch, switch from direct good. to direct to
2: seller to working more with uh-huh. brokers? It's not a switch. I think uh, we have like done 10, ten deals. I think the first two was direct to seller, and maybe there's another one direct to seller. I mean, there's everything else comes to brokers. But a lot of times, uh, I think pre-COVID there was a lot of uh, on-market deals where there's a lot of email blasts going on. But post-COVID, I think there's a lot of uh, off-market deals happening as well. So I want to put myself in front of that as well. Uh, you know, because we're going larger deals as well, right? Off-market is probably for smaller deals. And now we are going on market as well, and and we want to grow quickly, right? Uh, scale faster, but we want to be very careful because prices are at peak right now, right? We just, right? Uh, we just uh, done with COVID, and uh, I know multifamily didn't crash, but there's a lot of multifamily under stress, and that's all coming onto the market, and market is so hot. People are putting bridge loans on all these deals and try to get highest price to buy all this deal then we want to be very careful about what we are buying because yeah. there's a good and bad about bridge loans right uh, so we want to be very careful of that when you say you want to be careful just let's dig, dig a little bit deeper on that
0: part of it like what do you mm-hmm. see in the market with your experience and with all the deals that mm-hmm. you have what about the market that maybe you know kind of gives you the willies a little bit that kind of scares you that
2: says i've got to be careful yeah, so let's go into detail, right? So if you look at a deal right now, you know, a lot of deals are you know coming out stressed. stress. I know people don't talk about it. People think multifamily didn't crash, but that is true, multifamily didn't crash. But there's a lot of uh, multifamily uh, deals that's coming, which is uh, went through a lot of stress during COVID. So basically, their performance is not that good, right? So all that deals is coming out as value-add right now, right? Yeah. People say, oh, yeah, it's a value-add. Go and buy it. Yeah, it looks like value-add because the price is... Lower, but not super low, right? Compared to the performance. Right? I mean, at a performance, probably need to be four to five cap, but because of a stress, it's, it's being sold at two or three cap right now. Sure. It's crazy, right, looking at it. So when you buy a deal at two or three cap using bridge loan, yeah, you can make the numbers work because bridge lender is going to say, yeah, okay, you're going to you know push all this rent up. But when you push up the uh, whatever uh, value add that you're doing, question is what is your exit strategy right people don't really look at exit strategy people can buy right i mean Mm -hmm. anybody can buy a deal right there's so much capital chasing deal but what's your goal are you going to be buying now and selling it in three years when the bridge loan expires i know people say three plus one plus one but the plus one plus one people don't realize that it's actually optional right right so three years on a bridge and you have to make sure you're able to exit after three years so it's very key for you to look at what's your debt service coverage ratio, how much value you're going to be having in the next three years, and what is your cost basis that you're coming in for mm-hmm. this deal, and what is the interest rate, right? Right now, 3.5% interest rate, and can you guess whether interest is going to go up from here? Yeah, I mean, everybody okay. says they're going to. Yeah, Okay, let's say it goes up by 0.5, now your DSCR has become more tighter, right? So yeah. Right. So, you know, on the bridge, they don't really look at debt service coverage ratio, but on a long term loan, yes, they do look at debt service coverage ratio. Right. So so there's only two options. Either you sell or you refinance into a long term. Right. So we are more longer term holding people. I mean, I mean, I probably will sell after three years, but no, I don't want to bang on selling. I don't want to bang on appreciation in the next three years. Right. So I always right. look at what are the maxi strategies. Maybe I can sell, but maybe I can refinance. I don't want to just sell because you don't know how the market's going to be in the next three years right with interest rate inching up even uh, 50 basis points a very small uh, interest rate increase uh, which is possible right for the next 3 years right as fans right. say. Right? you can get caught on that uh, bridge loan uh, <laughs> with the, uh, you you probably will have to sell the deal right if you don't sell if you want to refinance let's say your execution plan didn't work if you refinance and your dscr is too low now you have to bring money to the table right to go to the next loan so it's a, it's a, i call it a, i call it a debt, debt trap so you have to be very, very careful nowadays. Yeah, a lot. I, I mean, all brokers telling me whenever I go for tours, they say, "Oh, you have to do a bridge loan on this." Uh, everybody's doing bridge loan. Yeah. Right? Oh, they, since uh, years year started of the year, everybody's doing bridge loan. So they they already conditioning all buyers. You have to do a bridge loan, right? But buyers can buy, but what is the upside, right? Is there a true upside when you buy it at a certain cost basis? Are you really getting true value, right? And a lot of deals I see, you're doing so much value. But you're ending up uh, into the market cap rate in the next two years. What's the point of doing so much of right. on that, right? <laughs>
0: right. What's the point it's of doing great. all that just to just to get yeah, back to where you should be? You're buying
2: be. at a two or three cap on the name of value add, and after the value add's done, you add market cap rate. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but yeah. people don't really see all that. Right? People just want to close on deals because so many people are hungry for deals. And people are being very aggressive right now because you know, all investors are pushing. Yeah.
0: So, James, right? w- w- what do you think will happen if assuming interest rates go up, assuming cap rates eventually go up? Um, you know, there's this there's these multiple conversations going on in the market. A lot of people are saying, "Well, inflation is coming, so buy the asset." But I think the mistake people are making, to you already alluded to. They're saying buy the asset, let the Federal Reserve, let the federal banks, let the government, just let this inflation happen and your asset will go up in price. But if you get the wrong kind of financing, i.e. a bridge loan, and then that bridge loan gets called three, four, five years from now, and you can't refi, interest rates are higher, You that was the debt trap that you just referred to. So what is the solution? The solution sounds like Buy the asset, but buy it with permanent financing, and maybe forecast a little longer ownership to your equity investors, your limited partners. Maybe forecast to them instead of a three-year hold; it's
2: going to be a seven-year hold. What, what are your thoughts on that? Possibly. yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, if you can get permanent financing, that would be the better, better situation. However, you have to understand brokers are already telling all buyers. You know, you, you want to win this deal, you have to do bridge load. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because that's what that's what they are telling their sellers. Right? Because they are like forecasting very high price to their sellers. You know, even within, even within brokers, there's a really big bidding wall, right? Which broker is going to get this listing? Sure. And all brokers putting all high prices and all the sellers are getting these big numbers from all the brokers. So the brokers, the only way for brokers to meet their commitment is to get a buyer who's going to do a bridge loan, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's a very tricky situation for everybody, uh, brokers included, because now they have to keep on doing business by promising high prices. Yeah, uh, sellers have this high expectation right now, right? They know inventory is so low. They want a high top dollar for their for their deals. Buyers are going to bridge loan, and Federal Reserve is uh, gonna you know probably inch up 05 percent interest rate. Right, cap rate may not come down, right? Cap rate maybe stay on, but if, even if interest rate goes up a bit, you are at a pinch, right? Uh, right? Where interest rate is going up, but cap rate is coming down or stays, right? So that's a pinch. So that's a, I call. I mean, I, I think that's a dead trap. I think I think there's some people who's gonna be uh, caught in that uh, trap over the next three years if they don't bite right with if, if a bridge loan.
0: Are you ready to automate and explode your real estate investing? We're searching for extremely motivated individuals who are sick and tired of wasting time and wanna finally see real results from their real estate investing business. We're searching for investors looking to get to the next level and become a bigger, better version of themselves while being a more successful real estate investing entrepreneur. Apply for mentoring and coaching at joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. That's joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. Yeah, I would rather buy the asset, right? and pass on dozens and dozens of deals if I had to, it's just buy a couple, right? That makes sense. Uh-huh. I, I just had a call with my uh, broker, the le- our lending broker, uh, a few hours uh-huh. ago. Uh-huh. Uh, it's interesting. We bought a deal for $9.2 almost exactly two years ago. It was August 2019. Uh-huh. We fought through COVID. The, the asset still performed. We just got an appraisal done at thirteen point three. And then we got it reappraised. Some adjustments. They bumped it up to 13.5 million. So we, our actual pro forma that we penciled it out at would be 14.2. That's the value we wanted. And again, there was some some vacancy. We weren't able to bump the rents on all the units because people wouldn't let us in their units because of COVID. Right? Mm-hmm. We couldn't even mm-hmm. get in to do the value add improvement we wanted. Anyway, long story short, it's funny because we pro forma it out an interest rate of 5.25. Interest rates jumped all the way down to 3.25. Mm -hmm. And now they're inching back up to it. We're going to lock in about four, four four and a quarter, 4.19, 4.2.
2: You guys are doing a refi?
0: Yep, yep. And Uh uh, so this is a refi. It was a bridge loan from two years ago. Obviously, situation as far as values going up great, but had to fight through COVID at the same time. But just that whole change of 5.25 down to 3.25, back up to 4.25. And so I think what's the lesson here? The lesson is you have to build in – and stress your deal all the way through to make sure it's a deal that you still want. Because when you buy a multifamily deal, James, as you know, you're married to that asset for years and years and years. It's easy to buy. It's tougher to manage, tougher to property manage, tougher to refire. sell. easy to buy like mm-hmm. anybody can buy. I'm surprised our, our banks have been blown away by how, how much money they're just kind of throwing at us to buy deals. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy stuff. So James, just to kind of take the conversation a little bit further about your strategy, Mm -hmm. what's the best way? What's the best structure for you? What is your favorite deal to buy? Kind of what's your money-making strategy as far as structure? Do you bring in Mm -hmm. limited partners, syndicate? Tell us a little
2: bit more about the favorite deals you like to take on. Favorite deals would be deals with upside, right? Where we can go and add value with our own uh, skills and our own value proposition. So we are a vertically integrated company. Uh, We have our own uh, property management, asset management, construction, everything ourselves. So we look for deals where we can go and we want to buy we don't mind buying at a market cap rate right but we can go in and you know increase that cap rate to you know much higher one or two basis point not not basis you know 1% or 2% cap rate increase in the next few years sure. so basically yep. we want to use our skills to increase that value not like you know um, market appreciation right market appreciation is a uh, icing on the cake
0: mhm and for you, what when you say you're vertically integrated, I know what that means. Just explain that mm-hmm. to our audience. And even when you're vertically integrated, we're mm-hmm. very much the same. We own a property management company, construction company. We buy the asset too. Usually within that skill set, there's a couple things that an operator's really, really good at. Like they have a, a special, like a superpower. So mm-hmm. uh, help us understand when you say we're vertically integrated. What does that mean to
2: you? And in your business, yeah. what do you think your superpower is? So our superpowers is, uh, I mean, so let me define what's vertically integrated, right? Vertically integrated means we, uh, we do the whole thing, A to Z, right? That means we find the deal, we finance the deal, we raise the money and we close on the deal and we do asset management and property management and construction as well. So we, it's all within my control. I can make a call right now and fire one of my employees if I need to or if I can, I can get more details on some problem that I have if I want to, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. on my cell phone, right? So, yeah. You're um, fired. So, yeah, <laughs> <but I, laughs> you're not doing good. <laughs> my investors are not happy. It's all within me, right? It's one, It's one. Uh, you can't point finger at anyone else, right? So if you see a lot of times, as you say, multifamily is not an easy asset class to manage, right? Mm-hmm. It's easy to buy, but it's hard to manage. When the rubber meets the road is when you need to give back returns to your investors. And yeah. there's a lot, lot of moving knobs, right? There's 1,001 uh, knobs to be turning yeah. to increase uh, income and to reduce expense, right? Um, however, um, it's one of the most resilient as well, right, During, um, you know downturns, right? But anyway, coming back to the questions, right? So our superpower would be, you know, like me and my wife, we uh, are the principals of the company. So I'm really good at finding really good deals, underwriting it and raising the money for it. She's really good at managing and construction. So it's a good teamwork in in my wife. Uh, I think that would, I would say that both of us are very strong at uh, what we do. Nice. That's a great one, two punch. I love it.
0: Um, Tell me a little bit more about the structure of your deal. Do you buy, bring in limited partners? You know, how much of the deal are you kind of giving up to them? What kind of prep returns or
2: returns you're trying to hit for your limited partners in that structure? So we try to hit mid-teens, mid-to-teen uh, uh, IRR for our, uh, for our investors. We usually do, like, uh, waterfall structures, 7 to 8% pref return, and we do 70-30 split, and, you know, if it goes beyond that, that's probably going to, like, 50-50. I mean, just pushes the sponsor to perform much, much better mm-hmm. uh, when we when we create these, uh, you know, structures. Right? Yeah. Uh, in the beginning, I used to do 80-20 straight split, but I realized... There's a lot of, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether you talked about it. I mean, I do have my own book, Passive Investing in Commercial Real Estate. So I did look, analyze both approach, both as pro and cons. But I realized uh, with the deals that we do, where it's very heavy value add, you know, the, the waterfall structure where we give a prep return, sometimes there's no return at all for one year. Yeah. But if you give a pref, my investors are happy, right? Whereas 80-20 is like, you know, you go, you, you know, if you do very well, everybody's happy. When you don't do very well you know uh, you everybody also not happy right so yeah So on a prep at least we, we do uh, have some kind of uh, preference for the investors to uh, get you know seven to eight percent return even though there's no cash flow so it really has become a very strong structure for, for our investors because now we put investors first right right so, so that's what that's how we structure our deal um, On a usual basis. Got it.
0: Love it. Uh, James, I'm interested to think, kind of hear your projection, Mm -hmm. uh, what you think is going to happen through the rest of this year. And let me preface it by saying this. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: We're seeing like a historic amount of deal flow right now. And I think it's because of two things. Last year, COVID was like pencils down. A lot of people weren't buying or selling. So a lot of that deal flow got pushed to this year. Now, with the possibility of the Biden administration getting rid of the 1031 exchange or increasing the capital gains tax or getting rid of the step up in basis, you're hearing people talk about deals that may not have traded for three, five, seven years from now. They're trying to slam them into this year, right? So I'm predicting a historic number of deals trade and sell in the next seven months. What's your take on that?
2: Um, I think so too. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of deals being traded as well. like uh, that's gonna be, you know, uh a shake up on single family. I know right now prices are high, there's not inventory and all that, right? But you know, due to the forbearance expiring and all that, I think that's there's, uh, that's there's gonna be, you know, some single family going to foreclosure, some single family is too expensive to buy, which gives a lot of benefit to multifamily. Sure. Because, you know, if you if you can't buy you have to go and rent, right? Right. I think so. Multifamily is going to do well, but there are people who are distressed, who's going to be like trying to sell their deals at a really crazy prices, crazy high prices. So whoever buys it needs to be very, very careful. As what we talked in the beginning, right? right? Put a bridge loan and buy a deal at great basis, but it is, are you buying it at the right basis that you are able to capture back that value add in the next few years? So that's very key. So there could be people who are buying it wrong as well. At the same time, uh, I don't think so. price are going to come down, but I think uh, it creates a really good opportunity for people to buy and continue to have, uh, you know, a multifamily as part of their portfolio. Having said that, ten thirty one. If the ten thirty one got abolished, I really don't really focus on ten thirty one. What's happening in the market because right. a lot of times we can't control what's happening, right? So. And the ten thirty one's
0: been under pressure for like fifty years. You know, yeah. it seems like forever. Every administration slightly different. We're gonna get rid of the ten thirty one, and then you realize all the rich politicians, they all use the 1031, yeah. Yeah.
2: so they're not going to get yeah. rid of it. They're not going to, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Probably they're not going to do anything. Yeah. But if it gets abolished or become like limited, like 500,000 or whatever, I do think that prices are going to go, keep on going up because now there's not, not going to be a lot of sellers. Right. The market, right? People like to refi or keep it for long-term, cash flow, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think so. So all in all, I think multifamily prices are going to keep on going up, but I do think there's going to be distressed deals still coming up out on the market because now COVID is going away. People are oh, I'm done with this. Okay, let me sell it off. Yeah. Kind of, it's going to come up as well.
0: I agree. I, I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, I guess for lack of a better word, cowboys who just come in that aren't underwriting properly, that aren't stressing their deals, that hear podcasts like mine and yours, and they're like, oh, this is all, I can do this. And they buy the wrong deals at the wrong price. They're not careful, like we've been talking about. And then really strong operators like you and me are going to have more inventory because those deals are going to be distressed two years from now, three years from now. And that distressed deal, we got just got to make sure that, you know, put like dumb money after dumb money and buy the deal again in a stupid way. There's always going to be room in this market. I think the message here, James, for you and I are talking for our audiences, there's always going to be room for good operators, that know how to buy the asset the right way and manage it the right way. And if they can they're going to win long term. And regardless of what's happening with interest rates, cap rates, 1031, it's still going to be a winning asset class. Um, James, I'm interested to hear more about you, about your start. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. everybody kind of getting going. There's always initial challenges, that first deal. Uh, You kind of buy the first deal. Again, buying's the easy part. Then you get into management. You're like, holy shit, why'd I do this? (laughs) You know? (laughs) So tell me a little bit more about your start. How'd you
2: get started? What were some early challenges that you faced? Early challenges, I mean I mean, as you said, markets is hot as gonna go hot and it has been hot for the past ten years. If so, yeah. you know, the other day I was talking to someone, oh James, I can't find deals. shall I look at something else? You know, shall I look at this asset class? It has been like this for past ten years. Yeah. It's always been hot, right? And it's just the rents has been going up, capital is compressing, but it's not like ten years ago it was easy, you know. If any of your uh, any of your audience who are listening think that Oh, this guy started like five, six years ago when prices were wrong. Actually, you are wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how you you think like that, but when I started in 2015, it was really hard. I cannot find deals. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, it's like everybody was still looking at the same deals, right? So, so the how we got started was to do things differently, and even now I think you have to do things differently, right? Don't be the same as what everybody else is doing. Don't look at the deals that everybody else is looking looking, right? Because that's the same thing in 2015. So so when I started, I started with single family, and at some point I say I'm done with single family, I'm gonna to go to multi-family. The next six months I'm gonna buy one multifamily, right? Mm-hmm. So and I and I went to all the brokers, nobody wanna to listen to me because you know this new guy coming into <laughs> the block, which is the same thing right now. When a new guy go and talk to a broker, they're gonna give you yeah. the, the worst deal, which nobody buys, right? So or yeah. uh, they're just not gonna to listen to you. So So we started doing off-market marketing at that time because that's how I did in single family and uh, with off-market marketing, like yellow letter marketing or cold texting or cold calling, we found one deal, 45 units, and that was the start. So so we we chose to be different at that time. Got it.
0: Love it. So you used your residential skills, right? Direct mail, cold texting, cold calling, relationships to get in the business, yeah. that still works,
2: right? People sort yeah, like, they absolutely. don't- they for- I mean, even brokers nowadays, if you go to multifamily brokers and you talk to them, you talk to them, how did you guys get started? They're going to say the same thing as what I told you just now. You yeah. keep on calling all sellers, right? Because that's how people get started, right? You have to make that, uh, you know, uh, difficult calls, difficult effort of uh, yeah. generating leads. Nobody's going to come and say, I like- you know, company A, I'm going to list it with them, right? Yeah. <laughs> no such thing. There's so many brokers out there, right? So every brokers have to work hard. The same thing as buyers, when you want to get started, you have to work hard to find deals. That's right. Absolutely. Love it.
0: So James, now that you've had success, 2,000 units, $160 million, partnered with your wife, you're vertically integrated, you've accomplished a ton. You're in two very up and coming markets, San Antonio, Austin, and so on. Like what advice would you give your younger former self like the five years ago 2015 James or what advice would you give to our uh, our audience
2: things that you've learned along the way uh, it's always hindsight 2020 right what kind of what could we could have done differently right um, and I think I wouldn't have given any different advice. Just, you know, keep up the good job. <laughs> At least you did something, right? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the beginning, I was in a double2 employee, right? I mean, you were just working as an employee and you never think out of the box, right? So um, I think the good thing I would say advice to anyone who's trying to, do, who's trying to do things differently from what they are right now. It's not about multifamily or real estate or becoming success. If you want to do something different, Really make sure that you go out of your network to go and find that information, mm-hmm. because within your inf- within your network you are you have the same information. If you are within all W two employees, everybody going to talk about hey when I'm going to get promoted, how long am i going to go to this company, which company can I go, or oh, this project is happening, this meeting is happening. This is all talk about the same thing, right? But you have to go out of that network to a different circle of people to say that. Okay, now there's a new information coming into the into my into my ear, which is talking about a business, yeah, real estate, right? So when you go into that level, then you can make a difference in your life. So, so first of all, I think anyone who want to make a change in their life or start in their life, you know, you have to decide whether you want to change your life or not. Yes, a lot of people are happy. Yes, where they are. So if you are happy, you just keep on being happy. Yes, right? yes. If you are not happy, then you try to get out of your current network and go and get a different information. And the way to do that is very simple. Let's go to meetup.com, look for meetup of topic that you want to go and do, right? If you want stock investing or Bitcoin investing, and look for meetup in that area, yeah. real estate, go to you know meetup that, uh, in, in your area that talks about real estate and start getting information.
0: In my newest real estate investing book, The Flip System, you'll learn the proven secrets and strategies that I've used to be a successful real estate investor. You'll also hear the story of my journey from quitting my job to doing over 2,000 units of apartments. The flip system is now available for a limited time, and you can grab your free copy at getflipsystem.com podcast. You'll learn the same proven principles and secrets and investing strategies that I used to quit my job and pursue a life of financial freedom. In this book, I'm sharing exactly how I was able to personally close over 750 profitable real estate deals, make over 400 private lender loans, raise over $30 million, and acquire over 2,000 units of cash-flowing apartments. Get my newest book now for free, at GetFlipSystem.com slash podcast. That's GetFlipSystem.com slash podcast. Love it. Love it. Right, so. I love the advice. Change your network, right? Change it, your it, network, it, yeah. Change your <laughs> network. Everyone talks about go network more. This is really the first time I've heard somebody say, you know, it's not just about networking within your network right? you're going to hear the same thing you've always heard, like change yeah. your network and go expand. I love that, James. So James, the final yeah. five, final five questions. You ready for these? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do it. Number one, your favorite way to find multifamily real estate deals. Um, now it's broker relationship. Got it. Favorite way to find capital, capital for your capital stack, whether it's bank loans, mezzanine, bridge, equity, or limited partners. What's your favorite way to find capital?
2: Uh, right now, it's just a normal uh, Fanny and, Fred, Fannie and uh, Freddie Mac agency loans. Got it. Mac, and I get equity from my investors. Got it. And how do you how do you meet more investors? What's your favorite way to meet more people? By add, adding more values. So we add more values through Facebook, LinkedIn, and through webinars. You know, when you add more value, the investors will be you know attracted to you because they see that you are really you know helping them in knowledge. Love it,
0: love it. Yeah. So some sort of thought leadership. Platform sharing on social media is great stuff. Um, James, what's your favorite book or your favorite piece of advice
2: that you've ever been given? Uh, favorite piece of advice. Um, mm, uh, fa- favorite book. Let me, let me finish the favorite favorite book is, uh, I mean, uh, is the uh, think and grow rich, right? Yes. So that's one of the best book, even though it's very hard to read that and understand, but if you read it many times, it's aligned to a lot of, uh, you know, uh, the successful people that have read that book and become successful. Our favorite, uh, favorite, advice would be, you know, uh, it's all in your mindset, right? Uh, if you think you can do it, you can, if you think you can't, you, know, you can't do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Um, uh, James, who do you think had the biggest impact on your life? Who's a, a mentor that you've had a leader that's had a big impact on your life and why?
2: Um, mentor, uh, there's no one real mentor in my life, right? So, um, I would say it's multiple mentors. I mean, uh, different, different people where I watch, you know, people differently, right? And, you know, just see how are they doing things differently and why and uh, and try to capture, you know, how they become successful. So there's no like one person, uh, I would say, but multiple people who I see as well, right? So, yeah. And that's their mentor in everyone, right? Like you could be a mentor to me too, right? You could say something that I never thought about, right? And I have to think about it. Why did this person think? Right. So, love I love, it. Everybody's I love to each other. yeah I love the fact James that you've brought
0: up many times in this interview to mm-hmm. think differently get outside of your box grow your network differently when you make offers think differently when you have your business think differently uh, you know that, that that's I guess a, th- a big theme of this podcast is just doing things differently set, your, set yourself aside set yourself apart so that you can have your own kind of unique custom business and your own unique experience as an entrepreneur. Uh, James, final question. What's your favorite place to think? Like, as an entrepreneur, we're always busy. Underwriting deals, finding deals, acquisitions, raising capital, spending time mm-hmm. with your wife, your family. You know, y- your wife is a partner of yours in your business. Everybody's got to get away. Everybody's got to have some time to just process what the hell's going on and think about what's coming around the corner. Like, what? what's the biggest blind spot you have in your business? Thank
2: you. What way do you decompress, get away from your business and think? Uh, A small meditation. Okay, just go inside and think about yourself. <laughs> yeah. How are you really uh, f- utilizing all your potential? That's the favorite way of looking at it. Just meditate and figure out whether you are really utilizing all your potential. Or not.
0: Love it. Love it. James, listen, fantastic stuff today. Love this interview. Love the theme of thinking and doing things differently. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure our audience is going to want to connect with you,
2: learn more about you and find you. Where are some different places that they can engage with you online? Uh, sure. I mean, my website is Achieve Investment Group, like A C H I E V E, Achieve Investment Group.com. I do have my own book, uh, which is a bestseller in uh, Amazon. Uh, we have sold like two, more than 2,000 copies on it. Uh, it's called Passive Investing in Commercial Real Estate. So it's like 20 bucks in Amazon, uh, but you can go to this website to get it for free. It's called uh, Passive Investing in Real Estate.com, Passive Investing in Real Estate.com go there and get the book for free. You get the physical book. Uh, I think you pay like shipping of $4, something, you know, otherwise you know, it's, anyone who want to be in you know, a passive investor is good to read a book because, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be spending a lot of money on investing passively. And if you do not know the fundamentals, you know, it's going to be a waste. Right. Yeah. And, and we have a lot of five-star reviews on that book as well. So check it out and see. You.
0: Awesome stuff. Listen, James, it's been a fantastic interview. Had a great time today. Thank you so much for joining me on Accelerated Real Estate Investor. Well, there you have it, guys. Listen, I hope you enjoyed that interview with James. That was so much fun. Uh, Turns out, you know, James and I were getting prepared for this podcast and we're very much connected to a number of the same people and some of the same networks, the same mastermind groups and coaching programs and those kind of things that we run. Uh, So super happy to have him on the podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you catch your podcasts, whether it's an iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud, wherever it's at, hit the subscribe button, right? So you get the little notification, that little ding, every time we release a new episode. Um, I'd hate for you to miss it. Also, don't forget to subscribe in YouTube. Um, you can catch these interviews in YouTube as well. Um, and listen, just share this, share this, you know, do me a favor, share this wherever you can, all over social media, just to help us build the Accelerated Real Estate Investor community. Finally, if you haven't already, don't forget to join our free Facebook group. All right, go into Facebook and look up Accelerated Real Estate Investor. You can join our free Facebook group where we you know, share deals. We, we share ideas, strategies, answer questions, do Facebook Lives right inside of that Facebook group. Uh, so there's lots of different tools and resources there for you. They're absolutely free. Now, one more thing. We have stood up in just the last couple of months our mastermind group. We call it the Forever Passive Income Coaching and Mastermind. I've been running mastermind groups since 2006 and really for the last two years or so, uh, we've stepped away from our coaching and education company to really focus on our multifamily deals because of COVID. Well, now coming up uh, we are now hosting our mastermind again. This is really designed for intermediate to advanced investors. Uh, it's designed for people who are great at finding deals and people who are, again, like James talked about in this episode, people that are looking to change their network. People are looking to, you know, kind of get at the seat at the table with a new group, uh, a, a group that's achieving more, that owns thousands and thousands of units of apartments and multifamily, but that also has the capacity to sponsor loans, raise capital, so co syndicate. So if you want more information about this mastermind, now again, this mastermind is not free. Frankly, it's sort of expensive, but it pales in comparison to doing a one multifamily deal. Uh, if you're interested, please go to freelandventures.com. There you'll find information about our coaching and mastermind. Go ahead and fill out the application and we'll see if you qualify. If you do, I would love to have to meet you face-to-face at our next mastermind meeting. So there you have it. Go to freelandventures.com search our Forever Passive Income Coaching and Mastermind, and hopefully we'll see you at our next event face-to-face. We'll talk to you then. Take care. Hey, Josh here, and do you want to win a free Accelerated Investor t-shirt? All you have to do is give Accelerated Investor, our podcast, Accelerated Investor, a rating and a review on iTunes, okay? Do that now. Then send us a screenshot on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter What we're gonna do then is every week we're gonna pick our favorite rating and review and we're gonna send that person a free T-shirt and maybe again, some other cool fun stuff as well from Accelerated Investors. So again, don't forget to take a screenshot, leave a rating, review, take a screenshot, send it to us so we know exactly who you are. And then once a week, every week on the podcast, we will announce a new winner. Don't forget to take a screenshot and send it to us so we know exactly who you are. We'll announce a new winner every week.
1: You were just listening to the Accelerated Investor Podcast with Josh Cantwell. If you enjoyed this episode and learned something new, Help us build the AI community by leaving a review and five-star rating on our iTunes podcast channel. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss another episode. To see passive investing opportunities, visit freelandventures.com slash passive. To start your journey toward the lifestyle you've always dreamed of with multifamily apartments. Apply for one-on-one coaching with Josh at www.joshcantwellcoaching.com.